the the point that the altar is bringing bringing about is the. The the point that the altar is bringing about is that there's a tremendous sakana in the gears. There's a sakana in the gears. What's a sakana in the gears? Is that uh, it gets into a pesach kosher, and once the pesach once it's in, so then you distort everything. In now the 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 altar Nevada, he mocks this consistently because he says people through the Negeas become completely inconsistent when the Negeas there they're one way when the Negeas is gone another way so he tells a story about a man that he went to visited a certain town and the man came to him and was complaining about the Shoichet he said you know the Shoichet I don't know if you can trust him I don't know if you can trust the Shoichet he's he's you know and he started coming with a whole list of Tainas so the altar listened very carefully to the Tainas and he said listen in terms of in terms of halacha, even with all those tainas, avada his shchita is still kosher. He said, but now that you said all those tainas, you can't eat it because it's called shavu nafsha achita Meaning, you can sometimes make something which is mutter also on you because you all this also. So, in other words, apidin it's kosher legamre, but the fear tainas, so he's, 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 you can't eat his, his shchita. So then, all of a sudden, you realize that he wouldn't have meat. So it's nice, and you know, it's not true that when I said this, really not so and your mama changed around 100% and he tried to justify and undo everything he said. Because when he initially started off, so he is looking to kind of badmouth the person in the eyes of Alta. So he may like he had an gear in that direction, but when suddenly it was also to him and to everyone else, so then he created an gear in the opposite direction. Now he wants him to be kosher. So if he's in the gear, he just describes what he wants in life. So the altars, one of the, one of the things he's pointing over here is that that's where the Yetzer gets you. The Yetzer finds oh, a little way of getting in, a kosher way of, for example, over here the kashras that got into this, into this person who is evaluating the shoichet. So the way it managed to get inside was, the, the way it managed to get inside, it's like, welcome John Travolta to this year. Hi John. <laughs> the way it managed to <laughs> get inside was, through his desire for Bakosha's Kilu, Bakosha's AMS. But, but the truth is, uh, there was only a Pesach Kosher. You have to, you have to speak about the Shoichet because he's a bad guy, Pesach Kosher. Now, speaking about him, all your bad medals come in there. And really, when, when, when the, the Nagir disappears, because there's really a desire for Sinas Chinam, when that disappears, boom, the whole thing collapses. Is it really Kosher since his, his was wanted to do. He wasn't wanting to improve the kashrus or improve like the situation. You're right. Even so pesach kosher, it's not even right. No, because it's uh, not true. In other words, uh, the pesach kosher means avadat's trace, but it looks kosher. Mm-hmm. That's what pesach kosher means. There's a tzad that he's right. He wants to improve to him at this point in time. I'm worried about the kashrus. People who get involved in these machloikasim, machloikasim, whatever machloikas. There's a there's a kabbalah from the altar slabotka. Says a machloikas. There's only one wrong and right. The only time there's a right and wrong in Machloikas in the first five minutes. After that, both are as guilty as the other. Both starting. Otherwise, the Machloikas creates an energy which there's a mockum of Knisa and then boom, the whole thing spills out and the Gemara explains it's like water overflowing a river. It just keeps on going. Keeps on going. Keeps on going. In this case, though, not, not like from a 
objective standpoint, there wasn't a Pesach kosher. But to him, there was. A Pesach kosher doesn't necessarily mean it's objective. Objective, meaning, yes, there was a problem with the Shoichet. But it wasn't the motive behind it. It wasn't for Vaita. Um, we're not there. Oh, yeah? Okay, so that's what he said. He said the Gorn's Pshat. He said the Gorn's Pshat in um, Le Pesach Chatas Reveitz. What does it mean that the sin crouches at the door? It means Chatas Reveitz La Asois Pesach. The sin makes the Pesach. That's the goof of the, 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 the Tachlis of the Yetzer is not to go and, is not to go and attack. The the tachlis of the yaitzer is to create an opening. What the yaitzer wants to do is to make a small opening, which is mamush mahadrin mina mahadrin, liknois boilara, so that you can go and you can enter into evil. Once you're in there, shuvle torich then you don't have to worry about seducing him further. Kikvaru musas mufuta, you've already got him. Because Harei thinks he's justified in what he's doing and, he's, and he thinks he's a Shem Shemayim. Once the opening's there, so now you're in it. So you'll just do it. It's like uh, opening up a sluice gate, a floodgate, and the water just comes rushing out. You keep on going down, spiraling down. It gets wider and wider. And the minute you're in it, so then it's very difficult to get out of it. Only at the time when the opening has just been opened, then it's easy to stop. Then you can overcome the Chutasai. Remember what the Altar said previously about the nature of the Yetzirah, that to Tadikim it, it appears as a Chutasai, and to Rishayim it appears as a Haragavoya, a mighty mountain. And he said the nature of the Yetzirah is it never tries to move a person a thousand miles in the direction of right once. It starts off with one tiny little thing. It says, yeah, do you know what the person's been, let's say, a person manages to get any Madraig in Avoida. Let's say he gets a Madraig in Davening. Or Madragi in Loshon Hora, or Madragi in Kashus. It will never go to undermine the Madraga fully. It will look for a Pesach Kosher, and it will take away one small amount of the Madraga, a Chutta Sa'ara. So a person who's been Makbid on speaking Loshon Hora, and he's really tried hard, and he never says a word. And then he's in a situation, and the Yator opens for him a Pesach Kosher. He meets a friend, and he says, Oh, you know, this guy is so depressed, he needs to speak to me. Otherwise, he's going to, and let's say it's, it's Mamish also, but there's a Pesach Kosher. There's a, there's a, so now he already opens up his mind and he has the person speaking Lashonara. So now, once he's done that, the Yetzir has a Mokim Knisa. And it Ki'ilu informs him, by the way, now you're a person that listens to Lashonara. So then next time, even when there's no reason for it to listen to Lashonara, he listens to Lashonara again. Until eventually, the, there's been a Mokim Knisa, the Yetzir gets in there, now it's just a person that listens to Lashonara. He loses his Madraga. But it happens slowly grad- through gradations. That's called Chutasara. To the Tzadikim, sorry, to the Rishayim, the Yetzir is, I made a mistake, the Yetzir appears as a Chutasara, and to the Tzadikim as a Hargavar. The Tzadikim, when they see the Chutasara, they say, ah, I better be careful, because even though it's a minuscule movement, in the end it's going to cause my ultimate downfall. The tzaddik, when he sees a Chutasara, he sees that really it's a Hargavar, so he knows to guard himself against it. Yes? I, you, you, I've seen in my own life, with my ebbs and flows in Shmir Samitzvahs and in, in Midas Samitzvahs, it always happens that way. 
I never, I never just drop to a different madraga. I start doing something, and then suddenly I, I, w- I won't do it once, and then all of a sudden, it's with any anhogatova. The yetor can undermine it very, very stealthily, um, and that's why you have to be so careful. For example, so some people, you know, it's it's, it's a mila. Just as an example, it's a mila to have a, a clean next to your bed to wash hands. The Mishnah says that you know that you should. Avoid trying to walk with too much time, even though lamas. A Kleenex is a tissue that's also <laughs> kedai to have next to your bed, but it's important to have a kli, which is a vessel, next to, which is a word which implies a situation and location, your bed, which is a object that you lie upon in a horizontal fashion, most people at least, in order to rest their weary bodies. When they awake in the morning, so they are recharged with a new spirit, but their soul has left their bodies as a result the tumor which occupied their bodies when the kedusha of the neshama wasn't there to push it away is pushed to, its f- to his fingertips when the neshama re-enters into the body and it remains lurking over his fingers in order to remove it who understands why pikabola but it is true you have to wash alternately three times the longer that tumor is on your hand the worse off you are so therefore the Mishabura rules according to the Zohar Kaddish that the sooner you do it the better hence if it's possible for you to place a clean next to your bed not a Kleenex, but a Klee, comma, next to your bed, a vessel next to your bed, and as you wake up and you've said, Moedi you wash your hands at the same time or just immediately afterwards, that is the ideal. Yes? Now, admittedly, that's a Tircha, because it means that you have to spend an extra 30 to 40 seconds at night, sometimes even a minute, preparing the Klee and putting it next to your bed. Um, and, well, if you step it into the morning, so then again, it's all about positioning, Freeman. Uh, so now what happens to me, what happens to me is, this is something which, which I've been doing for many years, but I can see how insidious it is. So what happens is as follows. One night you say, oh, I'm so, so exhausted, I just can't be bothered. I'm just, I just, I, it just, there's no way. And you know what? I, I just can't. I'm just, I'm annoyingness. I'm annoyingness. Now, the minute you do that once, and I've seen it with me, the minute you do that once, so the next time, it's much, much easier not to do it. And then, unless I'm a chazak myself, so I would stop doing it completely. So that's where the minds I've hung on. There's another thing that I was makalim myself, and literally it stuck with me for 18 years. I was makalim, this isn't Moshua, I'm not saying anyone should do that. I was, was makalim myself when I was a bocha, that before we sleep at night, I would say, Geres Ramban. So what happens? So he starts saying it. So at a certain point in time, after years, after decades, or one and a half decade, suddenly he said to myself, why am I doing this? So now you see the Hasakona. Why am I doing this? Ah, you know, you're not even saying it, and you're saying it when you're doing it, it doesn't mean anything. But it didn't really start there. First of all, it started, it takes up too much time before you go to sleep. I need to go to sleep, I'm tired. And uh, I'm not going to have enough kirch tomorrow because that extra two and a half minutes that takes it is really going to make all the difference. So then you say, okay, when I'm very tired, I won't say it. And then what happens is, now you don't say it when you're very tired. So now when you're not so tired, so now you think of reasons why you shouldn't be saying it anyway. So, so the truth is, it's not doing anything for me. Why is it doing it for me? So the right response would be, okay, well, do it properly then. Instead, the response is, you're 100% right. Might as well stop doing it completely. So it's gone. It's now out of my lexicon of unhoggers. It's disappeared. So that's one example I'm aware of. 
but I'm pretty sure that the kinds of other examples we have declined and been completely unaware of it. But the way the decline occurs is very subtle. That, that, that's, what the, that's, that's the mechanism of how we have to do a voida. That when you drop, you drop very slowly, but you land up in a completely different place. You don't see yourself dropping. Is Alter really saying beneath the surface these aren't Pesach kosher? It's really not a good Pesach. You Correct. Be. Correct. Be. It looks like a Pesach kosher. It looks like a Pesach kosher. You're all following me. Do you relate to it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's our voida. That's a struggle. Correct? So as a result, it comes out the tremendous zahiris we have to be involved in in letting up. We think that, that's the difference between a tzaddik and a rasha comes out. The tzaddik, he won't let off even a tiny bit because he sees a tiny bit, he's possibly giving up the whole lot. And the rasha says, no, no, it's just a small little thing. What difference will it make? So now we have to, it's a complete refocus of our understanding that when we see ourselves just slacking off a little bit, we say, we've lost the whole thing. It's a whole new, it's a whole new chiduk in avoda. It gives a new energy and a, an edge to life that I love. It's the edge to life. You think, ah, so, you know, it's late, and so I'll skip to the zimra this time. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'll just say, You never know where you'll end up two months down the line. There should, there could be some instances where it is good to. A hundred percent, hundred percent. That's the difficulty. That could be the, the difficulty is, 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 is making the chiluk between a hete, which is legitimate, mm -hmm. and a pesach kosher, which is just a way of getting in. The, the mitzvah has a klal called kula tzricha bedika. Whenever you do something which is li making it light on yourself, it requires serious investigation. The chances are it's coming from the wrong place. When you do something which is which is which is not a kula, so then the chances are it's coming from the right place because you don't like to work against yourself. This is a shame. Call kula tricha bedika. Any kula requires serious investigation. <laughs> wow, that was. Uh, yeah, I hear exactly what you're saying. What you're saying is so what? Sometimes you wonder you know anything. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's hear it, Zach. Let's hear it. When I said Zach, I didn't mean a particular Zach. It's a generic term to refer to people. Um, I, I wanted to shave my neck with a razor. Oh! <laughs> ah, yeah. So I went and asked um, the driver. He said, yeah, no problem, as long as you don't shave your face. So that was, that was very much coming from a place of I wanted to use it. Yes. It wasn't like I was trying to use a color to. So now the question is as follows. So the question is, this is what happens. So now there could be two results to this. The two results could be as follows. The one result could be, I feel so great shaving my neck with a razor. I feel geschmack and it's gewaldic. And th that's where it ends. The other result could be, no, the truth is, this is also my neck. The bottom of my chin is my neck. And you just like, you, get, you start to like push the limits. And then you start to feel the difference <laughs> of the clean shave on your neck and the horrible scratchy shave <laughs> above your neck. And then you say, the truth is, the truth is, and you're in the Gomer Marcus, it could be that these parts, like the Ekas, these parts of Vada and Muta, so now you shave from here, and then you shave your neck, and then you say, do you know what, it's just, I can't take it, I'm an onus because my beard bothered me, and then vroom, you just start using the shaver. Uh, that's not the point. Um, no, do you, yeah, no, do you? I understand perfectly, and I understand how that slippery slope would happen, but what I'm saying is that when you look for that kula, you're not looking for the kula, um, you know, I'm obviously looking for that, that had to, to use the razor because I want to use the blade because I want to. It's not like I'm trying to find. So, again, if you want to do something. No, no, no. You're right. If you want to do something that's right, it's okay. If you want to do something that's wrong and you find a head to do 
That's right. The Pesach Kosher, that's what Joshua's trying to clarify. The Pesach Kosher is, it looks like it's right, but it's not really right. Even the initial stage is not right. This looks like it could be wrong, and you said, no, it's right, so that's fine. That's fine. But again, the slippery slope would occur when you start saying, do you know what I'm saying? The truth is, the truth is, I look at my whole, I'm like one of those people that my head starts with my forehead. The rest of it is neck. You start walking around like this. So if you hold your head like this, so then you can shave. Because then yeah, you start, yeah, yeah. I the neck is the part above your shoulder. So if you incline your shoulders like this. Well, it's really, what's really hard is like, it's, it's, it's right. it might be like a good Pesach because like, you're Madre, you're right, you should actually do this. But making that Shukula Das, like, who knows, you know, like, it only... Who knows? And for about, for, for, for again, there's two Dinim over here. I think for about Shuva, generally, you go, going the Kula is, is, is the harder thing to do. For from, from birth, that's not so much the problem. Right. For about Shiva, when he's in that initial stage of, of, of super Chumar activity, which again, as we said, is becoming rarer and lasts for a short and shorter period of time. But let's speak about history. In the Baal Shiva, Baal Shiva, when they're in, that, when they're in that, that, sli- that heightened stage of spirituality, so the more they take on, they're just like, give me another one. Give me another Chumar. Come on, come on, tell me another Chumar! So, 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 so there, for the Baal then other Rabbah, I remember there was one Zbokha that I, I felt like he succeeded in divining of Vedas Hashem. He said to me, you know, Rebbe, and I was proud of him, even though it's a strange thing to be proud of him, but the time was appropriate. He said to me, you know, I was going back to my dear, and I was going to pick up a Gemara and start learning, and then I thought about what you taught us. So instead, I like, put on some old music and I sat there and listened. Even though he wanted to learn, I said, oh, you've made it in Vedas Hashem. So that's a strange thing to say. And today, in today's context, it would probably be the very wrong thing to say. But for him, his, his, his connection with his real self was so, so dislocated that his learning was coming from a very unreal place and it was, it was completely artificial. And therefore, had he persisted in this absolute... He, was, he, wasn't, he couldn't really learn properly. So a person spends all his time learning when he can't learn properly, there's something very wrong because he's clearly not doing it for the intellectual excitement. So he's doing it because he's very from. And that very from kind has a very short expiry date on it. So if he's already teaching himself to let off on the from kind and to connect with the real self, his long-term possibility of remaining sustainably from is much greater. If another person would have been the same shikladas, it could have been the wrong action. But take a person, take a person who's been brought up in the shivers and then he decides to stop learning to listen to music, passes before long, he'll be on the internet watching movies. it's with all these things, all these things, like, it's with every aspect of life, it has this, the, the sting in the tail. I mean, whilst on the topic of movies, those tools of the devil, what happens is a person, it starts off again, and it's, it's appropriate to talk about in terms of Banner's Manium, because Banner's Manium is a, is, a, is a simple minefield, a minefield of movie watching. <laughs> Why don't you do something? Rather be cautious with Banner's money and go touring Vietnam. We don't want you to take chances staying in the deer by yourself. We're which is which is a, so there's a lot of there's a, a there's a lot of there's a lot of truth. There's a lot of truth to it that that for your spiritual survival for a person who's motivated. So then going on a tour of Southeast Asia is a lot more secure than staying in Shalim in your deer. Because <laughs> the thing you have to contend with in deer in Shalim is boredom. Boredom leads to Internet. Internet leads to movies. One movie leads to the next. And before you know it, no, 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 no. So there were some unkosher scenes. 
So what do you do? Well, at first, <laughs> at first, uh, and then, but then I realized, do you know what? After watching so many movies, it doesn't even affect you anymore. Ah, uh, yeah. It's different. There, you, there, 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 there you're, you're being a mensch. In other words, yeah. when you, you, you're doing things which are stimulating the koychas haseichel, the koychas das, koychas abina. So you know you covet in the Torah vada after your after your shmoneser in the bush, and you covet in the Torah. But then you know Rav Aaron Kotler, I've told you this before. I've heard now. Rav Aaron Kotler, whenever he never used to, I'll tell you another story just as an aside. As associates and unrelated to the topic shortly about the Baron Kotler, but it just illustrates what learning is about. The Baron Kotler and Rafutna both used to leave their houses and go around. When Aaron, he always used to take a safe with him. Well, Rafutna never used to. So the Talmud Rafutna said, Why don't you be like Rafutna and take a safe? He says, What do you mean? And he looked around and said, This is my safe. I mean, you, life, life can be the greatest, the greatest teacher to you. As an aside, just to give you an insight into what learning was all about. I learned with a person that was a bocha with Rabbi Aaron Kotler in Lakewood back, back, back in the day. So he says once they had a, a Talmud of the Briskarov over for Shabbos dinner and all the bochim were sitting around and this Talmud comes and he says Pshat in the Rashi and Rabbi Aaron gets up and he screams at him. He says, not in Bavli, not in Shalmi, how can you say such a thing? So the guy wasn't easily dissuaded. So he tried to say it again and again. Rabbi Aaron just launched an attack on him. That was it. And then I finished the meal, he benched, the guy went off. Rabbi Aaron calls together all the bochim, and he says, There yid, whew, I can good learn. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's what we don't understand about Torah. Torah was like, mm, it was like an absolute war. Well, he had a fantastic shot. I held it was wrong. What a fantastic shot he had. When I miss, oh, this gorgeous. <laughs> Hey, Torah is a Ah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So that's no, isn't that classic? Ah, the Yiddish can good learn. It's like so nice to hear from someone who was there at the time. He was there. He saw it. Like it just it made me feel so sad that for us, like Torah is this thing on the side that we do as a hobby. For them, it was their life. Their mom was their life. Oh, soon back, soon back. Weiter. Um. Good. This Mila of that you can catch, the, you can nip the Yetzer in the bud has got another problem. If you can spot it, when it tries to seduce you, it's a very easy thing to defeat. But it makes it very hard. Why? The good part of this Nagia blinds your eyes. You don't see it the way of the Yates are getting in. Granted, it's easy because it's only a little opening, so it's easy to close. But, but it looks like you're doing the right thing. You don't spot that it's wrong to do. And even though you understand that Torah is good in its essence, and the evil is bad in its essence, 
That's not going to help you. Why? Because it's the right thing to do, and therefore it's not bad. You'll think not doing it is evil. And now it becomes a mitzvah. How can you stop yourself from doing it? If the Abisha wants it, it's very good. And in this Pesach, where you don't see the loss immediately, and on the contrary, you think it's the right thing to do, in this trap, can be trapped even the highest of men. Remember that the altar, he was so, he didn't just preach this, he lived it. Whenever he wanted to do something, for example, they wanted to go um, to a town to to do something, to speak to a person, to, to, to encourage them to do something, um, and he wasn't sure if he should or he shouldn't. He'd always go to the town, which could be a three-hour journey, and make the decision there. Because he's worried why when you're sitting in his own place and he had a three-hour journey ahead of him, the three-hour journey would make him make the wrong decision. That would be the Nagia. So he got rid of the Nagia, and now he's in the town, and now he can make a clear-headed decision. He, he was, he was he, he, in other words, he, didn't, he was like this with himself the whole time. He always tried to remove himself from the Nagiyas. He used to repeatedly say to himself, he's written down, maybe my entire sheet of Musa is wrong and it's only because I'm whatever. He actually once said, perhaps his entire sheet in, in Musa is wrong and it's only because of a schmooze he heard from the house of Kelm that he went to the <laughs> You have to understand, even though he was such a fascinating person, he was, a t- he was essentially he learned from Rabbi Shor Salanta and he had a lot of connection with the Alta of Kelm. But he also said, if I would have an axe, I would break every bench in Kelm. <laughs> because his Mahalik in Musa was the exact opposite of Kelm. Exact opposite, very different. In Kelm, everything was so Masudar. It was calculated, precipitated. And that's why he said he'd break down the benches because they're probably in fantastic order, not one square out. And he was this wild, Spirit. So he said, I've taken X, I break. He held that in order to create that change, you have to be wowed, you have to be, you have to have a furious storm. You can't do it with methodology, method, step by step. That's not going to help. If you can't change in an instant, you can't change in your entire life. I told you, the Musa there, they said. The person walked into them learning Musa into the base merchant in Nevada. At the time, I think, before the war, there was something, I just read the, there was something like 80 yeshivas, 80 yeshivas in Nevadoc with, can't remember how many, but thousands of Talmudim. Thousands of Talmudim. Just in one city. No, spread out. There was a network. Nevada was just the, 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 the one in the city that he was like called after, but he had an entire network. Amazing. Okay. Good. So now, how do you see that even people on the amazing mile can get trapped by this? Like the Abish said to Kain, Why are you getting so upset that I wasn't Makabal your Korban? If you strive, if you do good, say, you will triumph over the Eitzah. If you don't, the Pesach Chatzas Revet. Now, it's not possible for us to conceive of the fact that Kain would kill Hevel from an act of pure murder. There's no way the Yetzir could have chapped Kain to do this act 
all of a sudden. Even according to the weakness of our minds, even for us, it wouldn't occur to us. They were very strong in the sechels. And natural desires didn't rule over their sechels. How did it happen? What we said. Person is as big as kind. Boy, love a yeter pesach kosher. The yeter comes in through a kosher way. Why? Mitchila heisis oisel lekanis hevel kinas oifrim. He initially had a, a a kosher jealousy for for hevel, um, meaning that he envied hevel's avodas Hashem. They both gave a mincha to Hashem. Hashem is el hevel vel vel kind vel and they wished to responded to hevel but not to kind. In other words, he's, the reason why he's upset is because he's chisorin in avodas Hashem. It's not like we have where we get upset when we see our friend who's got more money or more status than us. That we get so excited, we get so depressed when someone else is better than us and we can't wait to see them coming down, we try to avenge them. That type of jealousy, Avada, there is no place in Kain's being. He was jealous of the fact that Hashem, as it were, responded to Hevel. He is jealous of Hevel's lofty Madrega. And he lacked that completion. The only thing he's worried about is he wasn't suit, fitting in the eyes of Hashem. So that's Mamish Gewaldik. That's a real Sha'ifa for Avaidas Hashem. He wanted to be closer to the Abishta. He wanted everything good and right. So now the Yetzir got in there and he started to broaden the jealousy. Because it was on the foundation of true jealousy. Because he was worried about his spiritual level. And he made, the, he made a mitzvah in the fact that he was so upset. Maybe from, his, from the fact that he's so, he's so upset about what happened, so he'll make improvements and get around it. But we made the yetzer penetrated inside of him, to ignite in him unfounded jealousy. That he started to worry about the fact that heaven was above him in avodas Hashem. mimenu, and he's less than that. Until the kinah grew and grew, until he felt he couldn't stand being the world of heaven. And he wanted to kill him. So even the desire to murder came in through a kosher entrance. Shall from kosher kina. Re-ratifying what you said, Josh. But the truth is, it wasn't a pesach kosher. I mean, it wasn't kosher. The pesach kosher is never kosher. It was pesach boy. He made a mistake. Why? He didn't feel that there was a bias in the in, in the kina. Why? The way it happened was they divided the world among world amongst them. Kain took the ground. And Hevel took the flocks. And Hevel would then 
shepherd his flock on kind's earth. Now, Ben Noach nerag al gzeila. Ben Noach is killed for gzeila. Lochein also by kind, din Ben Noach gazlan v'haragoisoi. Therefore, Cain ruled that he should kill Hevel for Gezel. But if he wouldn't have worried about the, the... If there wouldn't have been an inclination to kill him, he wouldn't have worried about the Gezel and he would have forgotten it because he's his brother. And he would have at least given him And then the say but his negia stopped him from him and immediately he, he, he judged him as a gazlan he killed him so he's saying if you assume that negia you might come that's really when you can really take a, a good perspective on the, what to do so we always have to assume that there's negias right and then you can see if there really is or not yes but the chances are this is something which we always have to understand that there's something called in psychology, but it's relevant in Musa as well, it's called psychic determinism. It means that no one does anything by coincidence. You don't forget something because you forgot it. You forget it because you don't want to remember it. If you want to remember something, say remember it. If you forget a meeting, if you forget to do something, if you see yourself that there's something that you keep on wanting to do, but you never do it, it means you don't want to do it. The way you move, the way you act, everything has a meaning to it. The way you, the way the, the, the seat you choose in sheer, the, the clothes you choose, the pajamas you wear, everything has a motive behind it. Yes, exactly. I pick the pajamas because I think if you, I think if you want to discover the essence of Baal Shiva, you should see what pajamas they wear. I understand. Because there's a social conformity which forces them to wear black and white externally. But when they're in the privacy of their own homes, putting their pajamas, they can go wild. You obviously don't have a position. Oh, oh. Oh, uh, okay. I am. Okay. Sorry? My running shorts are black and my white vest is white. Zayn 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 Something like how you look fashionable all day long, you have to also, like, have to look fashionable when you're, when you're, when you're sleeping too. So, if you're not fashionable all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just didn't get it. Who's that, Nike? Okay, good. So, we'll have to examine the